Hello, and welcome to the Just for Kicks podcast on Game Time CT. I am Scott Erickson, the boys soccer beat writer, and we are joined, as always, by the girls soccer beat writer, Joe Morelli. Joe, how are you? It's the postseason. I'm doing great. I love this time of year. It really is awesome. We just finished all the conference tournaments. We're going to talk about those. Then we're going to get deep into the state tournaments, talk about the teams we like, talk about how the brackets shape up, uh, and then I think we'll make some picks at the end if if that's okay with you. You want to make some picks? I guess I don't have a choice. So somebody will be mad. But that's, always, some, some buddies will be mad. Yeah. Look, if they want to use us as motivation well, to win a state championship, uh, let's let them do it. You know? Well, let's just see if they actually get games in today, but we'll see because we're taping this before the uh, – Girls soccer opens today, boys tomorrow, and it's raining as we tape this. So we'll see if we have a busy election day or not. Busier election day than I normal. hope they play in the rain. I mean, unless it's thunder and lightning, I don't understand why they would move games. Grass but fields, saturated, that's part of the problem. That is true. Grass fields are part of the problem. But if you're on turf, there's no reason not to play if it's just true. rain, right? I yep. Mean, uh, we have a mailbag, but that's it's kind of a state tournament thing, so we're going to mix that in at the end. Uh, we're going to talk about the conference tournaments first. Who won and what we saw. Uh, you want to start with the girls' side of the conference? Yeah, tournament? I'll go rip through it quickly. Uh, Pla- rip it. We'll go in alphabetical order. CTC, yeah. Platech won the title outright, 2-1 to one over Wyndham Tech. They were co-champs last year. They came from behind, as I said. So that's their first championship in league, and now they're going to open uh, today against Sheehan at home, four versus 29 games. So that should be very interesting. In the ECC, um, Woodstock Academy beat Plainfield. One to nothing, two versus one. I believe that was the third straight year Plainfield lost in the league tournament final, whichever division they were in. And in Division Two, Stonington beat Montville one nothing. So again, when you get to that far, you very rarely do you see a blowout three four nothing. You you see a lot more competitive games in the FCAC, which uh, uh, I did not see. But Richfield won the third title in four years, beating New Canaan one to nothing. As we've talked about, New Canaan had a great second half of the year. Ridgefield kind of stumbled nearly late, but obviously they're tournament ready. They know how to do it. And they're going to be in a bracket, we'll talk about it later, where they could have a quarterfinal matchup with Suffield, who hasn't allowed any goals this year. So that should be interesting. Uh, MVL, Watertown behind Metal Mancini and Matty Dagnall defeated Walcott 2 to nothing in the MVL final. SEC final, the one I was at, uh, went to penalty kicks. Shelton wins 3-2. to two. Um it was, I, I, Pete Quagga, who our producer was at the game shooting video. It was it was a great theater. Yeah, um, they're the two best teams in the league all year long, and for it to be decided like that, I, I think it's great. I mean, it, it's tough because there's a lot of pressure on kids to shoot PKs because it, you do them in practice. You do, as the, both coaches said, you can't simulate the moment. And a couple kids missed, some made, and, and, and Shelton wins by one PK, and it, it was that close between those two teams this year. Another one I was at the Shoreline final. Uh, Morgan beat Cromwell two to one. First title, f- shoreline title for Morgan since two thousand three. Um, again, great theater, and I know we don't get a chance to mention defensive players, but uh, I forget her name. Actually, unfortunately, <laughs> she's drawn. I'm drawn on blank, but it was a defender who saved a Point shot. Her last name is Smith, and I I apologize to the girl from Morgan and I'm just drawing up like I don't have it in front of me but she saved the shot yeah. off a corner kick yeah. off her chest had she not done that they would have gone to overtime and that they don't have they have coach champs they right. don't have PKs so um, and I do apologize but uh, it is in my story it is on Game Time CT and I led with it because I, it's and I actually have video of it as well 
Allison Smith. See, did you remember or did you have to go look yeah, it up? Yeah, I'm on your Twitter. Okay, thank you. You're see, welcome. See, uh, I'm looking at something else, and I was obviously very prepared, as you can see. And in the SWC, Newtown, the one seed, held out, beat Pomperog one to nothing. Uh, on to the boys, Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott, I am here. Uh, let's start in the CTC. Uh, we had co-champs in the CTC, Wilcox, uh who hasn't lost in forever uh, in conference, uh, tied Bullard Havens 1-1. That was a great – I have to think Bullard Havens was pretty happy with that, walking yeah, out think. of there with, with a 1-1 tie in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilcox, we'll talk about them in states, but they're going in as a number one seed. Uh, the ECC held, held holds two tournaments. Uh, their Division One championship, Woodstock Academy, congratulations to them. They beat East Lyme 2 to nothing in the D1 championship. Uh, in the D2 final, Lyman Memorial, um, who's going to go in as a high C2 into the tournament, uh, beat Wyndham 3-2 uh, in Division 2. In the FCAC, I saw a great FCAC final, one of the best I've seen. Uh, Trumbull beat Danbury 1-0 in overtime. We've talked all year about how Danbury is a really defensive team. And during the final, in the second half, they played three kids back and pushed the action. And when I asked Anthony Howard about it after the game, he said, we talked about it and we said, do we want to be co-champs or do we want to go for a championship? And he said, we decided we wanted to go for a championship because we lost one nothing. The kids scored a goal. Jason Weinstein, one of the better players in the state, scored a goal with six minutes left in the second overtime. They lost one nothing. But kudos to Danbury for going for it, and it really opened that game up and made it one of the more competitive and action-packed finals I've seen because sometimes these teams are very conservative in that game and, and they're willing to take the tie. And we've you more than me have talked about the storyline with Trumbull. I, I, what was the emotion like after with, for the coach? I mean, what, what they've been through and it was pretty high, you know, that they, they obviously, uh, you know, everything Sebi's going through, he's been sick. He's been going to treatments. Uh, we've talked about how, when he gets to the games, those are really his, his place where he can feel good and feel normal and, for, and forget maybe and forget for about hours. all that stuff. Um, he was pretty emotional as much as emotional as he gets, which is not very, but he was pretty emotional after the game, saying that this was a pretty special thing for them to win the FCI championship with everything that he's going through and for the boys to kind of focus on the game and not worry about him as much. Um, yeah, that was a great, great story. Um, we'll see what they can do in states. You know, again, we've, the FCI champions have not normally done well in states, but we'll see when we get there. Uh, in the NVL, we had Watertown beating Woodland 2 nothing. That was the number one seed there winning. Uh, in the SWC, uh, Weston, this was huge. Uh, I think we had Mike Cardillo at the game, one of our stringers. Uh, he said there was 800 people in the stands for this game, wow. Weston and Barlow. He counted uh, them all, did he? I think he counted them one by one. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I know he Mike. I'm sure he did. Mike may have. But yeah. I, anyway, if you're around 800 fans, that's crazy. That's sure a lot is. of people for a soccer game. Uh, awesome atmosphere. And Weston finally, finally won. It's been 20-something years they've been chasing this championship. They beat Barlow, their number one nemesis in that league. And then uh, in the SCC, um, Fairfield Prep Xavier. This is the game we waited for all season. Uh, you were at this game, right? SEC? Yeah, SEC. Yeah, I think I was there. I think you were there. No, I was, no, actually, it, and, it, we, and Prep won on a PK with seven seconds I, left. I, I have since seen video of it, and it was a legitimate takedown, I thought, okay. uh, in the box. And, uh, you know... The Xavier keeper, again, another name I'm forgetting because I don't have these names in front of me, and I apologize. He, he had a tremendous game. In fact, he saved a penalty kick with eight minutes to go, I, something like that, and a handball in the box, and he had a great, great game. So those were the two best teams, and I know, and listen, I have said in this several times, 
prep hadn't played anybody because their schedule in the SEC, the only shot was the only team above 500. Well, right. it doesn't really matter because prep beat Xavier and they beat Shelton again. So, hey, and, and they remember, they had been to the finals three straight years. So kudos to them. They played great. And I'm sure they'll be a tough out in the uh, double L tournament. Yeah, they're going to go in. We're, we're going to get to that. Right. They're going to be the number one seed. But yes, Peter. Yes. Um, the goalie for Xavier was Christian Wade. You know, I'm going to get destroyed, but that's he had, yeah, he had understandably that's, so. No, that's okay. I was there though. That's but you the, didn't remember that. You went and looked it up. Of which, course I did. I'm yeah, on my Twitter know, account. But, where, he, but you talked about the two the two saves he made that I because I was typing the first. Game, he so said I the look first up. save in the first half was. Uh, cross in front that he was beat on, and he came back, kept it out. It rolled on the goal line. Right. He made the save, right? And then he made the PK save late in the second half with like eight minutes left. Yeah, I mean, it easily could have been down. I mean, we talked about how all these games are close. Well, in that case, they could have been down three nothing. And, yeah. and Prep was able to kind of contain Xavier. Xavier didn't have a lot of shot attempts, um, and they were undefeated and unbeaten until that point. So, but they're going to be a tough out too. And I think they're the one seed. Xavier's, Xavier's one, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a tough out because they, they have a lot of seniors and a lot of depth. And, I, I, again, they play that style of ball where they, it's going to be low scoring. So, uh, Conference tournaments were fun, as always. I think we both enjoyed the games that we saw. Shoreline. Oh, Shoreline. Did I didn't mention the Shoreline? Did you mention Shoreline? Did I miss it? I, I thought maybe I, I did. Morgan beaten. Yeah, Morgan more, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was asleep. Well, anyway, I definitely, you didn't ask me my opinion on that, so it's why I'm sorry. I'm sleep. sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, nobody wants to hear from me anyway, but – we well, all want to hear from you, Joe. That's why that was the one game where it was pretty decisive. It was one nothing until 15 minutes left, and Morgan had been to the final four straight years, and they lost two, and they were co-champs last year against HK, and this year they won, and they have a very good team. I mean, they lose a kid who was our area MVP in Juan Navia and his 33 goals, and they bring a kid in like Saturno came in from club soccer, and, and they have Zach Tecito, and, and they're going to be a tough out in that. So they'll be the fourth seed. They are. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, I really like Morgan in Class S. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to break down all the state tournaments for the boys and the girls. We'll be right back on Just for Kicks. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Rolling. Rolling. <laughs> now you got me thinking. We are back on Just for Kicks, and they are singing CCR in here. Pete and uh, Joe, that was a duet. Uh, that's what happens during the breaks in here. Uh, it's my pain to endure privately. So let's. Get I'm looking to- at that shirt. That's my pain to endure. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm rocking a messy Argentina shirt today, and uh, I love it. And I'm going to wear this when we go do our penalty shootouts too. Don't don't think that I forgot <laughs> that we're doing penalty shootouts before the season ends. <laughs> Um, let, let's talk about Class S. Yep. Uh, Class S boys. First, uh, Lyman Memorial comes in as the number one seed. Uh, there's a ton of buys in this. Uh, I think the top six teams all have buys in the first round. Um, I'm just going to run down a few of the schools. You know, Class S in other sports really, the public-private thing really takes off. Uh, but in soccer, the public schools have held their own, and they've been winning all the championships. You do have schools here like Notre Dame Fairfield, Immaculate at SWC. Right. You have Holy Cross and St. Paul out of NVL. We'll see if one of those schools can break through. Um, I think, you know, Litchfield's here also, who has really, really, really been playing well. They finally beat Lewis Mills this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these teams, like I said, all, almost all these teams get buys. The top six all get buys. And then we're looking at 
a pretty wide open field. I have a feeling that a few top seeds here will break through and go through. Uh, and I also feel like one or two of, excuse me, one or two of these lower seeded private schools like Notre Dame Fairfield or sure. something could break through. Uh, we're going to make our picks in a second. Let's have Joe break down the girls bracket and then we'll make picks for class S. Yeah, the top four seeds here, sorry, top five, we've got buys. Paris shows the one. Housatonic is the two. Three, Cromwell. Four, Immaculate. And five, Lima Memorial. Um, we've talked about Immaculate. We had Nelson Migachos, the co- head coach, a couple weeks ago on the show. And obviously, they've won multiple state championships in this bracket. They were the Class L champs in 14, Class M co-champs in 16. So that's a good – I mean, that's their top of the bracket. I just – again, I saw Cromwell, a very good side – uh, from the shoreline, and they probably end up getting the winner of uh, Cromwell and Canton in the quarterfinals, and they got East Hampton outside of the bracket as well. So, um, and talk about buys. I mean, what is the top eleven all have buys? Uh, in class S girls, top eleven? <coughs> no, top. Oh, you know what? You're Canton's right. Got a buy I'm sorry. 11. You know, I might even look because I see eight, nine game, and I but did this. Yeah, you're right. Like Canton, Portland. I apologize. No, I said five. Yeah, you're right. See, I'm asleep today. So Coventry and East Hampton. This it's, is what happens when you tape on Monday versus it's early, Tuesday. It's early on a Monday. No, though, um, and yeah, you're right. There's a lot. Of, as we discussed, they don't they don't fill out the brackets. But um, I think we once you get into the quarterfinals, you get a you get a better feel for what's going on. So, all right, uh, let's. You ready to make some picks? Sure, I haven't done anything else right in this show. I might as well try to do that as well. We apologize if we pick your team and, and that, that ends up costing you. Uh, and, if we, and if we use motivation, not picking your team, by all means use it. And then, I mean, I know coaches look for any little thing uh, to try and Right. If that motivates help. your team that Joe and Scott didn't pick you, then please the, say it. The, and then let us know in the state final that that was your motivation. I don't know if this is good news or not, but it's 1030 as we tape this. These, some of these games are at 2 o'clock, and they're not postponed yet. doesn't mean they won't postpone them. But. That's, the, that's the best thing of all. Yeah. Uh, who do you like on the Class S and the Class S girls? And I'll yeah, give you my picks. I mean, I, I'm going to go chalk. I think Parrish Hill and Immaculate up top, and I think Immaculate gets through to the final. On the bottom, I, I'm going to guess go with Cromwell. And uh, I'll go with East Hampton for Haha's. Wow, that's the same Final Four I picked for the girls. For the you actually did it. You Par- actually did Par- picks for the girls. Parish Hill, Immaculate. East I didn't Hampton, do boys Kama. picks. Am I got to go do boys? <laughs> I would like you to. Oh, okay. Then I have to look the call up. No, um, but that and then I, I have Immaculate winning. I'd be I I would think that would be. If you had to t- do odds, and we don't in high schools, that yeah. would be your best odds of winning a championship by f- probably get even money on that. Because they're a really strong school. They're coming out of a good conference. And they play a really good <coughs> schedule, and I just think it's going to be a tough ask for teams to beat them. But stranger things have happened. So. Yeah, and I think Cromwell's a really strong side too, uh, but I have a hard time thinking anyone's going to beat Immaculate in that girls' right. class S field. Uh, for the boys – in class S, I am these are my final four picks. Yep. Uh coming out of the top bracket, I actually like Notre Dame Fairfield. Um Okay. Lyman Memorial's a really good team. I wouldn't be surprised if Lyman Memorial pushes through as the number one. Uh but I like Notre Dame Fairfield as the number nine seed to come out of the top of that bracket. Uh in the middle I like Morgan. They're the number four seed. They get a buy in the first round. Uh, I just think that they're a really strong program. They're battle-tested, and they've been here before. They've been in this tournament, and they've won it before. Um, and then I'm going to take Litchfield, uh, who I think is probably the hottest team in Class S right now. Uh, Litchfield played really, really awesome at the end of the year. They beat Lewis Mills. They're riding high. 
And then the last team I'm going to pick is Old Saybrook, uh, who's the number six there. And, you know, kind of hard to pick against them in this tournament, too. Uh, going into a final, I'm going to say it's going to be Morgan against Litchfield. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Litchfield wins uh, Class S in the boys. Uh, nothing against Morgan, who I think is awesome and can certainly win it. Uh, but I'm going to pick Litchfield. I just think it's a feel-good story for the Berkshire League to come and, uh, and get a championship in Class S. Pete loves Pete loves the Berkshire League. I, I like the Berkshire League, too. I never get to go up there, but that's Pete's old stomping grounds uh, when he used to cover games up there. All right, let's go over to Class M. Uh, what do you got in Class M, Joe? What do I have in Class M? W- w- what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think a lot of things. <laughs> I also think Lewis Mills has got a great – Another great team out of the Berkshire who was given up only a couple of goals. I think I think they, I mentioned them today in, in our outlook. They have like 15 shutouts or something. So they're the top seed. Um, interesting feel. You got Woodland in their half of the bracket. You, at the 17, you got Montville in their half of the bracket. And Ellington, uh, as we mentioned before, a CTC champ, Platek is the four, is hosting Sheehan today at 2 o'clock, weather permitting. Uh, Sheehan plays a tough schedule out of the SEC. He plays Shelton twice and Amity twice and so they're going to be prepared. Morgan, we mentioned, the Shoreline champ. They're the five seed hosting Waterford, uh, the ECC. So that won't be easy. Game I'm scheduled to be at tonight. It's already started at 7. It's now 5.30. North Brantford hosting Law. They played during the regular season. It was a scoreless tie. It won't be a scoreless tie this year because they have to go to PK, so they get a winner. So that might be decided by about midnight. Uh, Holy Cross in Berlin, the 15-18 seed. That's an interesting first-round game. Berlin was went to the finals last year in this division. And Holy Cross, obviously, is a great team out of the NBL. Weston, the 10 seed playing field, we've talked about on the show, a feature we've done on Game Time CT. ECC Division One runner-ups, they got facing an ECC team in Bacon Academy in a three-versus-thirty game. So um, I'm sure there are several coaches who don't like playing your division, I mean, your, your conference in the first round, but I really don't know how else you do it to avoid it. And as you mentioned about ND Fearfield, the ND Fearfield girls are lurking as the number six seed uh, in this division, uh, Class M. Uh, so let's get into Class M boys here. Okay. Um, Ellington's the number one seed. Uh, they're undefeated. They're no ties, no losses, 16-0-0. Uh, then coming down the bracket a little bit, uh, Watertown's the four in that bracket. Uh, and then moving lower, uh, Granby Memorial is the number two seed with just one loss. And then uh, we got Brookfield down there at six, uh, and Stonington at number three. Um, there's some really good schools in Class M. I think it's a it's a really really strong tournament. I think you have a lot of interesting matchups in the second round. You're looking at a possible quarterfinal of Lewis Mills and Suffield, which could be really fun, really competitive. Both teams I think are good enough to make the semifinals and the finals, and they'll be playing each other possibly in the quarters if they make it through. Granby's had an interesting season. They've only lost one game this year. That was to Ellington, two nothing. So you know, can you see them running through? Maybe. Um, I think that Class M is one of the more open divisions that we've seen. Uh, there's a team that I like in there. Um, I might as well get to the picks. I want to get to my picks. Oh please, we drum roll oh. for you. Drum just roll. Get, I got a like gong. It was a little M. gong, a little re, little vibration off that. You like that, huh? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. Um, I'm going to stick with Ellington, the number one seed, to make the semis. Uh, I like Lewis Mills as the five to get through. Uh, then I like Granby as number two uh, to make the final four. And Brookfield, number six. I think Brookfield, I really liked the SWC this year for the boys. I thought it was a really strong conference in soccer. 
Um, and in the finals, I'm going to say that it's going to be Brookfield against Ellington, and Brookfield is going to win the Class M Boys Championship. What do you think uh, on your side there, Joe? All right. I'm sure this is going to be riveting, but I, again, we've mentioned Lewis Mills. I've mentioned Don't sell him. yourself short, Joe. No, I'm, a terrible, want, I'm a terrible slouch. The people yeah. want to know – People want to know what you think. Yes, Lewis Mills, I think, again, defense wins in these games. And they get up one nothing. they're going to be tough to beat. I like them to get to the semis. I am tempted to take Sheen to get to the semis of the 29 seed, but I'm going to go Morgan as the five in a riveting quarterfinal against Sheen. I think it's been their year. They've had a great year. We'll see how they do in that side of the bracket. Uh, if I had a guess in the bottom half, three playing field gets through to the quarters. I like Notre Dame Fairfield to the semis against, I'm going to say, Wolcott. Wolcott as the seven versus Andy Fairfield as the six. Andy Fairfield in the final against Lewis Mills. And I'm going to go chalk Lewis Mills wins the state championship. That's who you like? So if they go out in the second round, you can blame me. No. But that's what that's – I'm again, I'm just doing it off the top of my head. I, I'm going to – I mean, I, that's what I'm going to go with. I mean, they haven't lost a game, but – So in Class M girls, I'm taking Ellington, Morgan. Well, you see, you did them for the girls. Very good job. Weston and Notre Dame Fairfield in the Final Four. Okay. And then I think Morgan beats Weston in the final. So I take Morgan. Yeah, Weston is what? The uh, 10 seed? Yeah, yeah they're a dangerous seed. seed. You took him to beat Walcott? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I just think that, again. I, yeah, absolutely. No, I think the SWC is clearly a better conference than the NBL, at least in my mind. But I'll, I'll take Walcott for ha-has. Why not? Ha-ha. Yeah, All right, ha let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with the L and double L brackets. Every Monday evening, join us for the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. Sean Patrick Bowley, Kyle Brennan, and Pete Puaga bring to you the best high school football coverage across the state. You get an immediate reaction to the Game Time CT media poll on top of discussions that go beyond just the games. We are back on the Just for Kicks podcast, and we are going to get into the meat. This is the, the thick meat we're about to get into here. Uh, L and double L, boys and girls tournaments. Uh, I think both of these on both sides are awesome uh, joe let's talk about the l girls first well we talked about mercy uh losing in the sec final uh to shelton and penalty kicks i mean the only game they've lost in the field is to shelton two nothing and that was the end of september they're the one seed here and remember the quarterfinals um are home sites and i think that's a big deal that they play at home they're going to play play either at their home field or at xavier uh they got nogatuck as the nine seed uh farmington is a 16 seed i'm sure they're a little bit dangerous woodstock Four, Hand Dangerous is a 13 seed semifinals the last two years in this division as the 13, Ram as the five seed. In the bottom half, Tollinger two seed, and they get a buy into the second round. Uh, Watertown also the NBL champion, as we mentioned earlier, they also receive a buy as does Massac as the six, Weathersfield as the seven, kind of like the Class S bracket. So you got a lot of teams getting through. Uh, interesting first round matchup, Bristol Eastern at Laurelton today at two o'clock uh, in the first round of them. And East Haven at Killingly. It's got a long ride. I wonder if they've left yet. I, <laughs> I, I probably have. And then uh, Guilford at Newington. Guilford, usually a strong team. Now they've had a tough year. They played better in the second half. They're at Newington in the <laughs> um, bottom of that draw, Class L. 
Class L. And then the boys, obviously we have Wilcox Tech at the top. Uh, the story this year is whether... They still, yeah, they haven't lost. I know, they I haven't lost. Uh, but let's see if they can win a game in the States. Last year they lost in the first round to Wilton. This year they will get the... In the they're, they're advancing to the second round because of a bye. They will get the winner of Bristol Eastern and Maloney. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think Wilcox maybe can win a game this year. I, I, it would be nice to see them win a postseason game. Their bracket is very tough with Branford and Barlow as the eight and nine seeds right. kind of lurking down there. I think Branford and Barlow, if they both get through their first round games, that's an awesome, awesome second round matchup. Uh, I, I think Branford or Barlow could win this tournament, and they're playing in the second round. Uh, as you move down the bracket, uh, L's really interesting because you get a lot of the tech schools in there, like Platt Tech's a five, Basic's not a tech school, but they're four, and they don't have a super strong schedule. So we'll see how far these teams can go. One of the most interesting games in the first round for me is number 12, Avon, against number 21, Masic. Mm-hmm. Masic was in the final last year. Um, that's right. Legion of Boom, I think it that's was, right? right. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's all coming back. Not it didn't work against him, but that's okay. He got, he got, he got to a state final. He got that's, to a state yeah. final. All um, kidding aside. So I think the winner of that game is really interesting coming out of that part of the bracket. Um, and they, the winner of that plays Platt Tech. Uh, I think that what the, could be the most interesting second-round matchup, if Guilford beats Torrington, Weston versus Guilford in the second round, I think is a really great matchup. I know Weston's on a roll. They're on fire. But Guilford's played great down the stretch. They tied hand. They beat Cheshire. They're unbeaten in their last six. Uh, that's a team in the beginning of the season I thought would be one of the better teams in L. Uh, and then as you move down, uh, hand has the number three seed. They get a bye. Uh, and then we have East Lime down there. Middletown is a 27 seed. Um, so let's go through. I'm going to go through and make some picks here in L. Go ahead, uh, and I'll follow. And then you'll follow? Okay. Uh, and, L, I like Barlow coming out of the top of that bracket, uh, the number nine seed. Uh, if they can get by Branford, I think that they make it through to the semis. Yep. I like number 12, Avon. Uh, mm. I think playing in the CCC yep. makes you a very strong team. They played really well against Farmington and Glastonbury and all those schools this year. I like number two, Weston. I, I'm going to have two SWC teams in the semifinals. Uh, that's Weston as the number two seed. And then I like Hand as the number three seed. To get back to another final, uh, and in, so the, do I. in the championship game, I like Hand to three peat win their third straight championship and beating Barlow in the championship game. I think Hand wins three straight state championships. Yeah, I think the Branford Barlow one is going to be in the final as well. I think yeah. the bracket is favorable. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I think Barlow wins it. Okay, and they beat Hand, but it's it's so hard, it's so close. I mean, because Branford can the winner of that game can make the run through that bracket. And, yes, uh, I mean I think it's. A lot of people probably pick a lot of similar ways, but Han, you know, Han was a disappointing loser in the first round to Shelton uh, in over double overtime. To, yeah. So he, it, it worked for them two years ago when they lost in the quarterfinals. Last year they win the SEC tournament. So we've we, we've had this discussion as far yeah. as they've done both. Uh, does it help or hurt to go deep? As I think it was one of our question mailback questions, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It and was. Yeah. I think that we, we'll find out if it helps his hand with the rest. But that's how I, I I would think. So now we go to the girls. Yeah, let's go take a look at the girls. Okay. Let's see what Joe has to say about that. Joe says he has no idea. No. Uh, Mercy, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be hard for Mercy to get, not to be in the semifinals when you have four, three quarterfinal. I agree. I see two quarterfinal, uh, two, two home games in the tournament. Right. If I had to guess, I know it's going to be biased pick, but I just like hand. I think they have a favorable bracket. I think they play it's a good competition. I think it'll, they'll end up probably playing Poprog. 
in the semi quarterfinals mm-hmm. at Pomparag, I would guess, because you know, and winner of that game gets in, I'll say hand for and they get to the semis for the third straight year. Right? This is not as strong a group as it's been, but I think they can make a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't mention Sacred Heart Academy earlier; they're hosting Barlow today. Interesting first round matchup. That is, yeah. It, I, I, I'm going to. I like uh, Weathersfield the seven to come out of that bracket against. It's tough to go against two potential Division One players. It Massic. Is. Yeah. I will go Weathersfield and Mercy. I have no that's idea how this is going to go. I have – I'll just for ha-has take Weathersfield to win, but it's so – such a crapshoot. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think Mercy does well to get to a final, but I mean, they could easily win it. But I'll go Weathersfield. The winner of Weathersfield Massac, I think, will win it. That's yeah. how. That's what I honestly think. I like Massac a lot in the girls' side. Uh, I have Mercy Hand, Massac, and Tolland was the other one I, I picked. I'm sure them. they're probably pretty good, and then we don't know a lot about um, them. At least I don't. I and say I'll we. pick Mercy to beat Massac in the final. Uh, again, when we make these picks, we know – that there's not a lot between these teams, especially once yeah. you get to the quarterfinals. So right. it's who shows up that day, who plays well, you know. And and, 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 and honestly, who makes penalty kicks? Because a lot of these too, games yeah. go to penalty kicks, and these teams yeah. to do if they if you're not practice if you haven't practiced them by now, you've got a problem. You should be practicing your penalty kicks. They I'm, should be. I, I'm sure most of the teams are. Uh, I'm sure they are too. Uh, let's run through the double L girls. Double L girls, which is as we've talked about, double L girls and boys. So loaded this year, yeah. Such awesome uh, we we've talked to it from day one in this podcast. And Glastonbury is the one seed. I mean, uh, they've been in the semifinals every year since 2011. So, and again, they have the one tie with Farmington er- early in the year. Uh, Eo Smith again is the 16, probably the team that goes to play them. If I had to guess in the second round, because Glastonbury gets a bye. Newtown, the SWC champion, is an eight seed. An eight seed. Wow. And Amity, who's had a pretty good year, is the nine seed. Yeah, you know that Shelton, the SEC champs, the four seed, and they play the winner of Tr- Trumbull and Cheshire, so they can. I mean, Trumbull's obviously had a very good year in the FCAC. Awesome. Um, Staples again. Staples is your five seed. Staples is your five. Uh, I, I know. Yeah. Again, they lost in the quarterfinals of their tournament, but and they have to face a, a Fairfield County team, Fairfield Ward, in the first round, and maybe New, New Canaan if they win that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Suffield gets a buy, and they get the winner of McMahon and Darien. Two more FCAC teams. Ridgefield, the seven. We mentioned this earlier. They can have a quarter, a possible quarterfinal matchup with Suffield, which is like a state final for crying out loud. Uh, Hamden is at South Windsor today in this opening round. Simsbury at Hall. St. Joe's, reigning three-time state champion in, in L. Sixth seed here. Opens with West Hill. Has Wilton probably or Ludlow. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It, it really is. And I got to sit here and really think about what I'm going to do here. Because I haven't honestly I haven't picked yet, and, and really, like you said, some of those second round matchups are worthy of state finals. Like if if the if they were in yeah, different parts of the bracket sure. and made it through, you would, and they played in the final, you wouldn't be surprised at all. Double L girls is as good as we've seen a tournament, just at least on paper matchup wise. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, the double L boys, I feel pretty similarly about the double L boys. I think that. His Shelton goes to Greenwich. That that was a quarterfinal like three or four years Greenwich ago. Greenwich is the first round game. Yeah, that was a that was a quarterfinal. I remember Shelton beating Greenwich 
and then they ended up going to the finals. I think that was the day. I think that was the Danbury year two years ago. But right, there's 16, 17 yeah. seeds, and then right. Xavier gets the winner of that. So is that's a? I mean, if you're getting a buy, and then hey, who do I get in the second round? You get either Greenwich or Shelton. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, I like Greenwich as a 16 seed this year. Um, Trumbull's a nine. Trumbull's a nine seed. Uh, Glastonbury's an eight. I mean, that's the top bracket, and then you get down. You get Windsor as uh, South Windsor as a number four seed. Farmington, the number five seed with only two losses. Right. Hall's a number two seed. Uh, then you look at teams like Fairfield Ward, who's a 15 with four losses. Cheshire, who's a seven with two. Uh, Darien, who's seven, four, and five, but coming out of the FCAC. Uh, Fairfield Prep, obviously, is the number three seed. They could end up with a second-round matchup against Ludlow, who's one of the better teams in the FCAC. That, and they obviously both play in the same town. Uh, and then Danbury and Naugatuck at 11. I don't know if many people are talking about Naugatuck, but they had a really strong season this year, and they've been getting a lot of love from people online, you know, saying that we don't talk about Naugatuck enough and how good they are. Well, here's your chance. You get SWC Newtown in the first round, you win that, you get either West Hill or Danbury from the FCAC in the second. If Naugatuck wants to prove itself, there you go. It's, it's right in front of you to do, and that's a tough out. Let's a see tough if they answer. can do it, and then if they win that, they can you know move up to prep or whatever. But yeah. go ahead, make your. I'm, no, I'm, I'm still looking. I'm still okay. looking because I'm. The hardest pick for me is uh, if Farmington and South Windsor end up playing in a quarterfinal. I think both those teams are state championship worthy. Both those teams are senior dominant teams. Um, when we look at Hall, their only loss was to Farmington this year. They tied Glastonbury. They're a really strong number two seed. Uh, but they're going to have to play Staples in the second round if Staples beats Dare. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, they're going to have to play uh, Ward or Amity in the second round. But then they might have to meet Staples in the quarters. I like Staples this year. Uh, they lost in the FCX semis, but before that, they were unbeaten in their last eight. Um, Prep doesn't have an easy game with Stanford, and they have to play Ludlow in the second round. Uh, if Danbury and Prep both advance, that's an awesome game. I've yes, seen both those teams a couple times, and I think their styles of play make for a really interesting quarterfinal game. You get to pick first who wins that game. I get to pick first. So uh, go ahead. Your semifinalist uh, are. Here's my semifinalist. Uh, I'll start with that game. I, I'm going to pick Prep. I think Prep's um, one of the better overall teams I've seen, all three levels of their team, offense, defense, and the midfield. I think Danbury's defense is among the best in the state. They've had a little trouble generating offense. Not that they don't have kids that can score. They do, but I think Prep is a better overall team. So Prep's my first semifinalist. Uh, my second semifinalist, who I think they'll play in the semis, is uh, Staples. I think Staples makes a run here after going out in the semifinals. They have a strong senior class. Uh, in the top of the bracket, I like Farmington. I mean, I'm just going to pick Farmington because I think they are loaded with seniors. They yeah. have the Hughes brothers. They have a couple other guys. I think it's their year. I thought it's their year all season. Okay. I'm going to stick with them. And then I like Greenwich. I like the 17 seed Greenwich. Um, no offense to Xavier. I think that's going to be a war. I think it's going to be a Shelton. Greenwich will be a war. And then the winner of that against Xavier, who I think will be Greenwich. Uh, I think Greenwich is going to go up to Xavier and beat them. If they don't, and Xavier wants to use this as motivation, like we've said, awesome for Xavier. I have nothing against them. I think they're a great team. Uh, and then in the final, I have Farmington against Prep, with Farmington winning the Double L Boys Championship. That Farmington is my pick for the Double L Boys Champions. Okay, I, I'm going to go, again, strictly <coughs> off the top of my head, the winner of Glastonbury, Trumbull, beats Xavier, gets to the semis. So I'm not sure who... And then they play Farmington. I think Farmington is going to be in the finals as well. Uh, Hall versus Danbury. 
mm-hmm. I say Danbury. So Danbury and Farmington, and I will say Farmington as well. That's great. That's a great final. And what about on the girls? On the girls' side, I think it's going to be really hard to beat Glastonbury. I think they're going to be – I mean, Newtown, Glastonbury, assuming they, they, Newtown beats Amity, I think that's a tough call. And I think Glastonbury at home is the difference. Again, these, being at home means so much in this tournament – in these in these quarterfinals, I just think that's versus neutral. Yeah. Um, Shelton Staples. I, I'm going Staples. I, I just I I've been on the FCAC bandwagon all year. Nothing against the SCC. And again, Shelton's got a great defense. And as they've said, you got to prove it that they can beat their defense. And very few teams have. I say Staples wins that game like one nothing. So it's Glastonbury and Staples up top. Um. Looking at it really quickly, Suffield Richfield should be a final. That's a great game. If that, if that happens, that's a great game. I'm going to go Richfield. But it could easily go in. And then on the bottom half at St. Joe's, I, I just would be surprised. St. Joe's, Richfield for the fourth time? No, third time. Third time. Um, Richfield versus Glastonbury. And Glastonbury knocks off the defending champ. I like that. I, I have uh, for girls Glastonbury, Staples, Richfield, St. Joe. Okay, same fours. <laughs> well, we didn't cheat off each other. I didn't cheat I'm other. doing this off the top of my head. And I like St. Joe's to be Glastonbury and, and win the double L's. Uh, Who's, who'd you say? St. Joe. I, I think that, listen, those two kids, Manzo and Freed, are really good. I just want, do they have enough defense to get through? And I think you need a good defense. I'm not saying they don't. I just think you need to be strong. But you're very – those two can be anybody. They can, yeah. And they've – again, they've won the last three, and that kid Mazzle's – again, Mazzle's never lost in the final. We, I mentioned in my other thing, uh, Maya Johnson, old lineman, they're not a high seed this year, but they've never – they've been to the finals all their lives, so it, it is something to be said for that. Ridgefield as well, but – I mean, we – and okay. Joe and I both wrote up a couple of storylines for the Boys and Girls Tournaments right. and five players to watch. You can find those both on GameTimeCT.com. <laughs> We will have all the results, and as the brackets update, we will be doing that on Game Time CT. Come to us for all the tournament updates. This was a really fun podcast. Uh, if we picked your school and you lose, we're sorry, <laughs> but it's par for the course. I, I'm not I, sorry. I, I, I got, it is I got what it one, is. I got one baseball finalist of the of the four classes. I picked one finalist. That's it. Hey, one year I picked so. seven out of eight in boys basketball, and there's years I picked three. It's just the way the luck of the draw. I luck mean. of the draw, and as we all know, soccer does not care about our picks. And no. a, a team that we think is good could go in out fact, and I dominate. Laugh, probably lose. laugh at our picks, but that's okay. That's that's the great thing. Again, I, I really believe this, Scott. It, quarterfinals at home means so so much. much, so so much. I mean, a long time ago it used to be neutral sites, and now they're home, and and I think it means. Sometimes you're playing your season to get a home game in the quarterfinal. That's what it means. I like that, and it gives teams a little more motivation to keep playing hard at the end of the year to uh, to earn those top four seeds and earn those home quarterfinal games if you reach that far. Uh, the tournament's going to kick off the girls today, the boys tomorrow, continuing throughout the weekend. We'll be back here next week where we'll be breaking down semifinals, right? We'll be, we'll be at that point where we'll be breaking down the semifinals next week at this time. This was a fun podcast for our producer Pete and for Joe I'm Scott and we will see you next time on Just for Kicks